Hello, and welcome to the 90s Kids Movie Pod. We are your hosts, Joe. Hello. Stephanie. Hello. And I'm Max. We are three millennials who took A-level media studies, so you know we are highly qualified to talk about films. This is the podcast for children of the 90s. Join us as we re-watch the films that shaped our childhood. Welcome back, guys. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm okay. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. 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 Well, I am very excited to... I, I feel like we start this off every week on this podcast. It's like, I'm really excited. When are we not? But I am excited. <laughs> <laughs> We're pumped all the time. Um, no, we, I am excited because this week it's Max's turn to choose the movie. Mm -hmm. So I will hand over to Max to introduce us and give us a little bit of a synopsis of this of the film that he's chosen. Yes, thanks. So this week um, I chose for um, all of us to watch uh, to rewatch Matilda, the 1996 film uh, starring Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman and um, I can't remember the the main girl's <gasps> name, but sacrilege, yeah. Mara, Mara, sacrilege. Mara, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, because she, she's quite a prominent character, isn't, it, isn't she? But yeah, no, I absolutely love this film as a child. <laughs> she's a bit integral to the movie. <laughs> yeah, she, she's somewhat integral. Yeah, so I actually, I think this is maybe the, the first film that we've reviewed on this podcast that I've actually watched most recently. So I watched this at Christmas. Um, I was just sat on my own and I thought I'm going to put on a nice little movie, not necessarily a Christmas movie, but I'm going to watch watch this around Christmas time. Um, so yeah, it's not been that long since I watched Matilda. Um, but I, I love it. I love this film. I think it's, um, it's still as entertaining now as an adult as it was when I was uh, a child. Again, I don't think I ever had this on DVD or video or anything like that growing up. I feel like maybe it was one of those films we got from the video shop or maybe I thought, one... I thought you were about to say, like, Betamax. You, you had it on, like, laser discs. <laughs> Real old school. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember ever owning it. I feel like with all of the films pretty much we're reviewing, I'm like, I don't, I don't know how I even saw this film growing up. Probably at a friend's house, maybe when it was on TV. Mm. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, you can't go wrong with, um, with Matilda. Like you say, it's a, a Roald Dahl adaptation, and Roald Dahl were just the books of my childhood, as I'm sure you guys probably grew up reading all the Roald Dahl books as well. So, yeah, I just think this is... This is just such a great, great movie. Um, and I really, really enjoyed rewatching it again this week. Uh, how about you, Joe? Yeah, I, I, I had a really similar experience to you. The way you were just describing that, I was like, me too. You know, like, it, it's a <laughs> film that I've also watched recently. Um, and it's a film that I watched consistently growing up from when it first came out. But like you, I, I didn't own this film. I, I don't know if it was just on TV a lot or I don't Maybe. know. I think it's quite a safe film to kind of um, air at like, you know, on a Sunday at three o'clock. I think it's one of the, it, the best thing about some of these family films that we've watched is that it's great for kids, but also as an adult, it's a fantastic film as well. Like, I don't know, I'm not saying that with like my nostalgic 
hat on. Like if I was watching this for the first time, I imagine I'd be like, "This is good." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can't really fault this film, which uh, might lead to a bit of a boring podcast, but it's amazing. <laughs> I feel like most of the films that we've been watching, the have had really, really good child actors. Yeah. So even though they've been kids movies with kids in them, pretty much every film that we've watched so far has had really good child actors. Mm. So, um, yeah, you can still enjoy it as an adult. That's true. It's not always the case because there are some films we haven't done that have terrible child actors. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That you would literally only find funny if you were a child. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> dare I say, every single Harry Potter film that was ever made. But, you know. Oh, I feel like you are going to get some hate mail. <laughs> Bring it on, you nerds. <laughs> From our one our one listener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if that one listener is Daniel Radcliffe, then I do feel a bit bad. But hey-ho. I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think you're right, Steph. I think it's um because I watched this film roundabout. Uh, it must have been around about 1996, 97, um, just after it came out. I can't remember going to the cinema to see it, but I think it's it's one of those films, in truth, that really instilled a love of reading. I think the, what the film does well is it makes reading like a magical yeah. uh, pursuit, doesn't it? Versus Versus watching TV and just like vegging out on snacks. You know, there's those early scenes in the film when Matilda's, you know, quite clearly disconnected from her family. Um, and she's just watching them almost like aliens, uh, like an, another mm. species. But they do the same with her when she's just sat reading books and just absolutely adoring the written word. Yeah. So, yeah, I think um, I think quite early on, I'm not saying that I grew up reading books, you know, similar to Matilda. But um, at the same time, I think it did it did make me think to myself actually reading's really cool but it also it also made me discover more Roald Dahl books i think from watching this i d- i do remember thinking this story's fantastic and then learning more about Roald Dahl books yeah. um i'm not saying that's the that's the case of most kids i think most kids would have read a Roald Dahl book before then but i think i just seem to remember thinking gosh i need to i need more of this sort of like you know fantasy and i, I want i want to you know, read more. So I definitely read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory after watching this film. And then after that, I was just definitely hooked. I think we grew up in a really weird time where we're kind of in that generation where it's plausible that there's, because there were so many films made of this that we, you know, we might've been the first generation that genuinely watched more of these films before we read them. Mm. Yeah, I was just going through them in my head and thinking about all the Roald Dahl films that um, that came out sort of in the 90s. Yeah. Like, like because um, there's The Witches. Yeah. Um, I remember watching that and being terrified. <laughs> Matilda is definitely oh not as scary gosh. as The Witches. Yeah, no, The Witches was absolutely <laughs> yeah. terrifying. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That film is um, it's pretty disturbing uh, when you actually watch it now. Yeah, I, 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 want, I actually Googled this the other day because, I, well, no, I say the other day. You know the remake of The Witches came out with, um, uh, yeah. I um, the, Anne Hathaway. That's it. That's it, Anne Hathaway. I didn't, I, didn't, um, I didn't watch that, but I remember when it came out thinking, oh gosh, the, the original Witches really filled me with fear when I was younger. Yeah. I mean, Angelica Houston in that film is just incredible and when she transforms into the high witch it is 
oh, it's nightmare-inducing. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I, yeah, like you say, when you look at the pictures now, they freak me out now as an adult. As a child, I was terrified. Mm. But uh, we're not talking about the witches, though. We're talking about Matilda. Luckily. <laughs> like, of all, of, all, of all the Roald Dahl adaptations, I think this is probably my favourite film of, of, that they've done. I mean, there's some good ones and there's some scary ones and there's some bad ones, but this this is my favourite, I think. It's the yeah. least weird. I don't know. I think, I think with Roald Dahl, he always manages to, like, blur that line between quite um, grotesque elements with the sweet, nice, lovely elements. Yeah. So, like, all of the, the Roald Dahl books and films have a really kind of quite dark side to mm. them. Um, I mean, if you think about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and the way all the kids kind of get bumped off as they're going around the chocolate <laughs> factories, it's pretty dark. Um, but like with this film, like Miss Trunchbull is such a, oh, she's just such a horrible, like, oh, gross character. And like the way that Pam Ferris portrays her in this oh. film is just perfection. Like she's just so unpleasant. She's so unpleasant to look at. Um just like her sweaty, like angry face. Like <laughs> there's so many close-ups of her face yeah. Um, that, yeah, I, as a child, you are just like, she's an evil villainess at her mm. best, really. Um, but yeah, so I think, I think a lot of Roald Dahl films kind of ha- always have that slightly dark, gross, grotesque side yeah. to them. Danny DeVito, man. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely a talent there. Um, I love that he he's acting opposite his wife in yeah. this film. So, um, yeah, Rhea Perlman is um, his his wife, yeah. um, and I thought she she's I love her character. I think she's yeah. hilarious. Um, so she plays Zinnia Wormwood, um, Matilda's mother, and I think when so before I watched it again recently. I always thought that they adopted Matilda. Right. Because they... Because they're so different. They yeah, ha- yeah, Because they're so different. Um, and so in my head, I was th- I always thought that they adopted her. Um, but no, they, they go and she has the baby, and but they just, they're just not bothered. <laughs> <laughs> they're just awful, awful parents to Matilda. Um, but somehow you don't, you don't hate them in this film they're they're so entertaining and stupid and matilda's got it like she's she's okay yeah you know uh she's left her own devices but she can make herself pancakes and walk herself to the library so she's all right (laughs) yeah yeah i think um you know uh a bit like how we said this a few times but there's certain um there's certain scenes and certain things that you remember from these childhood films um i think joe you mentioned last week uh, Big Daddy, the McDonald's reference, yeah, for yeah, instance. Yeah. I think with this film, I had a few uh, things, but one of them in particular was the pancake yeah. scene. <laughs> um, and I don't know why. Like um, my girlfriend also mentioned this, but um, yeah, the pancake scene. I think as a child, they were the most appetizing-looking <laughs> yeah. pancakes ever. And I think the fact that like a child was making them as well, I was like. I was just totally blown away by that. I was like, wait a minute, I could do that. I could make pancakes. <laughs> I can't make pancakes now. <laughs> no. 
Oh gosh, pancake day is just, um, I just fail. It's just a complete failure yeah. on the day. And then I get really frustrated and then I just make, get the pre-made ones. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Even with the shakeable pancake mix. I'm going off topic, but the, <laughs> the, fluffy, <laughs> the fluffy pancakes that she makes is something that I remember as well as... Um, as well as a few uh, a few scenes, but um, for me it was the pancakes, but also the soundtrack of this film. Oh, like man. it's just so good. There's just I think it it works well because the the other than the score, which I mean in, in itself is is absolutely incredible. Yeah. I absolutely love the score. It's so it's so magical, really, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Um, other than that, they just you tend to use really kind of classic songs that don't feel. There's only two songs they use apart from the score. There's literally only two songs. Oh wow! I didn't know. I didn't even realize. I know this is sorry to uh, steal your crown, uh, trivia queen. No, no, Steph, no, no. But uh, <laughs> yeah, because that famous pancake scene is that classic. Yes. On the way, dun, you know. I'm not gonna go yeah. into it for <laughs> many reasons. One being copyright, and one being sheer lack of talent. But uh, that, that's <laughs> the really famous scene, isn't it? And that that song comes back at the end when there's like the montage of Matilda being happy, you know. with spoilers uh and then they use uh another song where she kind of discovers her powers uh and she's kind of like flicking things off and on and all that kind of stuff and uh that song what's that song steph you get to hum this one because i had to hum the last one it's um little it's called like little bitty pretty one i think um, oh, I am, yeah, I am yeah, not yeah. going to sing that, but <laughs> I do have my, I have my bit of trivia to add to that. Okay. Um, when they shot that Ooh, scene, you have dethroned me. Ah, uh, yes. Well, I've got to reclaim my crown. Um, <laughs> when they, when they shot that scene, um, Mara Wilson was really self-conscious. Um, so Danny DeVito got everyone on set to dance with oh. her well, sort of behind the camera. So she's dancing, um, but she didn't want to do it on her own. She was too shy. Oh, so that I've... is so cute. Yeah. That's a lovely bit of trivia. Yeah. Did you have a favourite um, so scene, Steph, like... um, uh, that you probably maybe not didn't have as a, as a child? Yeah, it's interesting that you've, you've put it that way because I was thinking as you were asking the question that um, my favourite scene on watching it this time is different to what Ooh. it was when I was little. So my favourite scene watching it this time round... Um, is basically the opening scenes where you've got little baby Matilda growing up and like discovering her love of books. Um, oh, and like yeah. you said, Max, like this film kind of really makes reading seem magical. And um, she, Matilda, go, you know, discovers that she can go to the library and read books. And then the kindly librarian says, you know, you, you can have a library card and you take books home. And... As a child, I used to love going to the library. Um, mm. I would stay at my nana's house and she would always take me to the library. And I was just like Matilda, not quite reading all of the adult books that Matilda moves on to, <laughs> not finishing all the books in the children's section. But um, yeah, I just, I loved it. And I think when you instill that love of reading in a child from such an early age, it stays with them. Um, so it's something that I still enjoy doing, still enjoy reading. Um, and yeah, I, I never really thought about it until watching it um, this time around. But I just really like that. And the little girls that they use to play Matilda um, as she's growing up before they before Mara Wilson kind of takes over. Um, they're just super cute as well. Um, yeah, 
with their little dark bobs also reminds me of me a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, I've seen pictures of you when you were younger and you could definitely pass for like a Matilda. <laughs> yeah. So I think I really related to her. Yeah. Um, and that's why uh, that was my favourite scene um, or collection of scenes. I, oh, it's It's got to be when uh, Miss Trunchbull makes Bruce eat that giant chocolate cake. That is... <laughs> yeah so good iconic it is yeah 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 i love it when you see you know when they bring on cookie and she's like yeah her blood sweat and tears went into this oh, cake yeah that line <laughs> that always stayed with me as well because yeah. it was just so gross like oh yeah you could just imagine her sweating into that cake oh. yeah 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 the entire confection <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, just and then him eating it, and then because you go through a whole wave of emotions, don't you? You, you, you first you're like, he's not going to do that, and then you go, oh my god, that's disgusting, and then you kind of go, actually, I bet uh, that's that's quite nice. I bet I could do that, and then you're just like, oh, please let it end. <laughs> yeah. Do you reckon you do you reckon you could eat that whole cake, Joe? Well, not tonight. I've already eaten a, a whole chicken, <laughs> so. <laughs> No, yeah, I'd give it, I'd give it a fair try. Give it a fair try. Yeah, I know that Cook, cook uh, made it with her sweat and tears, but it was always really appetising. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As gross as that sounds. But I mean, I was going to say the same thing. I think my favourite scene, um, if I had to pick one, is probably, yeah, the Bruce Bogtrotter eating the cake. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think I quite liked it this time as well. I think I probably laughed dif- at different points uh, re-watching this, but... I liked it when um, she was like, confess, and he was like, well, it's hard for me to remember a specific cake. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good line. Yeah. <laughs> I ate a lot of cakes. Yeah. Um, it's literally my spirit edible. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I loved um, how, like, there were just so many shots of, like, the kids in the audience, and they were like, <gasps> oh, you know, they're yeah, just, like, reacting yeah, yeah, yeah. in such a way. And I remember, like, when he started eating the cake, um, they were like, oh, my gosh, what's he doing? It must be poison. And yeah. it's just like, that's the, that's the principle that they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's kid logic. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely before safeguarding measures were put in place properly, isn't it, this? Yeah. I was going to say, I just really like the bit where she, like, smashes the plate over the top of his head at the end. <laughs> It's I know. Just, like, I think re- watching that as a child, you're like, oh my gosh. Watching it as an adult, I was like, that head teacher just smashed like a 16 inch cake plate over, <laughs> over a child's head. <laughs> so, yeah, um, there were just, yeah, that entire scene is just, you can watch that as an adult or as a child, any age, and you can still enjoy it. So, yeah, yeah. I, I love how yeah. the excuse for a lot of the, of, of like how. Miss Trunchbull gets away with what she does is this one point where Matilda, she's new to the school and she goes doesn't anyone tell their parents what happens? And then the kid goes would yours believe you? And it's like... Yeah, it's so true. What? Nowadays, that'd be all over Snapchat. (laughs) (laughs) No chance, mate. Oh gosh. Yeah, no chance. Can you imagine? Miss Trunchbull would be raked over the coals. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think think the school that they attend as well, it's so grim. The outside is just absolutely... Yeah. not like run down but it's old it's a bit gothic and mm. it's got like it's all like run with weeds and it's very intimidating um, very intimidating like intentionally intimidating obviously yeah, but, yeah. um yeah i think the shining light is obviously miss hunley miss honey who i who i definitely had a crush on oh get in Did line you? mate get in line <laughs> <laughs> yeah you get to the back of the line joe okay <laughs> so i'm in the line for the cake i was in the wrong queue 
Do you want to know uh, who who was considered for playing Miss Honey? It is with it, you trivia queen. <laughs> <laughs> um, because so, it wasn't always Embeth, Embeth Davids. She's oh, yeah. You know, I'm not very good at reading uh, reading names. I think a name might be a bit South African, so I think you've got to put some kind of accent on it, Steph, that will definitely get this podcast shut down. So uh, I'm definitely I- not putting an accent on uh, <laughs> on that name. Apologies if I butchered the name. Embeth Davitz, I think is how yeah, you Yeah, I think it's it. Embeth Davitz. I don't know who it would be. Um... So looking at... I, I, I would guess Julie Roberts. She would have been a good one. And actually... So there's quite a few. So I've basically, I've, I've been doing my digging and I've found um, who they were considering for a few different characters. But we're getting a few usual suspects popping up again. Um, Glenn Close is everyone. Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Whoopi! <laughs> Glenn Close, again. <laughs> is it Glenn Close? You joke. Oh, no. I... <laughs> it's Sean Connery's Matilda. <laughs> Phil Collins. Um, <laughs> so no, for for Miss for Miss Honey, there were quite a few different people that were rumoured to be considered for the role. Um, so Winona Ryder. Oh yeah. Um, she was considered for the role, but she turned it down due to scheduling conflicts with the Crucible, which always makes me think of you, Joe. Wow, it makes you think of me. Oh, oh, sh- yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because we uh, we acted out scenes from The Crucible in A-level drama. And I well, think you, Joe, a- you acted. Joe's performance. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you could say Joe's I acted. performance in that highlight of my sixth form years, I think. <laughs> yeah, did that, did that not go to the West End or was it, was it confined to... <laughs> Ours was an off, off-Broadway production. <laughs> <laughs> it's the understudy, understudies, understudies X. <laughs> but yeah, so Winona Ryder was considered um, for the role of Miss Honey, but also Helen Hunt, um, oh, yeah. who I could see. She was huge in the nineties, though, wasn't she, Helen Hunt? She was. Yeah, yeah. 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 To be fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also Tori Amos and Rosie O'Donnell. Um, we're also oh. apparently rumoured to be considered for, right. for the role. So, mm. yeah. But I think that Embeth Davitz does a does a perfect job as Miss Honey. Um, oh, she does. I did find yeah. her slightly um, irritating. <laughs> Just oh, only... Crying out loud, Steph. Right. I Joe, know, I know. This is, we've got to step in here, right? Okay. What are you going to say, Steph? Joe's face. Only when she's like, you can't make fun of educated people. Okay, (laughs) give it a break. All right. Uh, No, to be fair, that is pretty annoying. Yeah, Yeah, she does a a kind of like, as if she's choking on a grape kind of face. And you're like, come on. (laughs) But no, don't insult her again or I'll glass you. Okay, oh God. (laughs) (laughs) She could do no wrong. (laughs) <laughs> that actually leads on to the to my next question that I was actually going to ask, which is, if this film was to be remade today, who would you guys play? Uh, well, who would you guys cast to play Miss Trunchbull and Miss Honey? Ooh. So starting, start, for, starting with you, Steph. Miss Honey, I think you'd want someone 
I'm thinking like a young Jennifer Lawrence would have been a good Miss Honey. Ooh. Or or someone like uh, Zoe Deschanel. Because um, she always seems to play teachers and she's always very sweet oh, yeah. and lovely. So I feel like, I don't know why I'm getting, um, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence vibes. I feel like she could she could kind of do that role. Um, uh, Miss Trunchbull, you're going to have to give me a minute. I need to think of... Need to think yeah, it's a tough one. one. That's a tough one. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Joe? Uh, so for Miss Honey, I think why why is it that Halle Berry is in my head? <laughs> you, have I, you been watching Die Another Day again? Maybe, maybe it's what I dream about every night is Halle Berry and Die Another Day. Maybe, it, maybe, maybe I'm not that deep, and there's only one key to my soul, and it's Halle Berry who died. Like the you day. need a a young ingenue actress to I play. I think that she and a lot of other people would disagree with you there, Steph. Well, <laughs> happy to be happy to be proven wrong. Uh, oh, what's so if you're going like younger? Oh God. Uh, I don't know. Could Emma Watson give it a bash? I don't know. Oh Ooh. yeah, I feel like she would be maybe. good. Yeah, um, she would. And Miss Trunchable, though, that is a hard one. Uh, I think there's only one... Oh, the... I, I, I thought that's who you wanted for Emma... Emma, <laughs> <laughs> Emma Watson yeah, as Miss Trunchable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be something. I mean, um, she's got range. I'm not sure she could manage Miss Trunchable, <laughs> though. Because in the, in the West End productions, they usually have a, a man playing Miss Trunchable, I think. Oh, do they actually? Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I think they normally have a have a guy playing Miss Trunchbull. Um, mm. So if you wanted to go down that route, that does open other possibilities. That's interesting. One one uh, theatre play that I actually did really really want to see was Matilda. I have heard really good things um, about it. Um, it's definitely definitely on the list. Mm. Yeah, same. Yeah, Tim Minchin wrote that, didn't he? I think that'd be really interesting to see. I know some songs from it that are pretty pretty cool. Oh, I didn't know Tim mentioned it. That's yeah, really so yeah. he did. Wow. He, he did quite well from that. Yeah, and then mm. this sounds like I'm making it up, but because of the success of that, he went on to do a musical about Groundhog Day. Uh, which wow. yeah, oh. well. and apparently next is uh, Jurassic Park on Ice. So uh, mm. no, it's not. No, I'm making that one up. But you, you <laughs> want to see it? You want to see it? <laughs> I do. I would love to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Massive dinosaurs on tiny little ice skates. Yeah, yeah. Steph, didn't you go and see? Not to drag it back to what we always do, but didn't you see the Lord of the Rings musical when it had its very short run? I did. Yes, feel very fortunate to have seen that. From yeah, from what I remember, yeah, it was not amazing. A lot of people did. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, really good. Um, it, obviously, they had to like condense it down because um, I feel like <laughs> feel like they did all three films mm. in one um, in one. So there was a lot that they missed out. I think basically most of the second film was cut out of the wow. musical version. Um, but yeah, I remember um, they had actors playing the hobbits that were sort of like running in and in between the seats before the show started. Mm. Um, sort of like interacting with the audience and then they had people dressed as orcs um, that were like on stilts and things and oh they were really creepy and they also came to the audience um, oh, nice. so yeah not to take this totally off track <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry we could we could go on Lord of the Rings tangent pretty much every podcast and one of us has to snap out of it like yeah. like Galadriel 
<laughs> so right, guys, we passed the test. Even though it looks like we failed. Link- <laughs> Linking it back to the film uh, quite nicely. One of the bits of trivia that... You shall have a trivia like queen! <laughs> <laughs> Right, I'm making that jingle. Every time you do some trivia next, you're going to get a Gladriel trivia queen. Mark my words. Oh, that's all I've ever wanted. All I've ever wanted, Joe. Thank you. Sorry, Max was desperately trying to get us back on track. It's like, come on, guys, be professional. (laughs) No, I was going to say that the only a nice uh, a nice plug uh, to bring it back to the film is that um, I was actually going to ask you guys: Did you notice which uh, which well, which of many books she carted back and forth um, at the beginning of the film. Did you notice the artwork? No. Oh, was I don't not... think I did. I'm guessing it was The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings. Was it? I know she... it, it, was, it was The Hobbit, yeah. No way. Yeah. Oh. If you rewatch, yeah, that opening scene where she's carting books back and forth, there's a, a quite a prominent green and blue set of artwork that was... Um, some of the first artwork designed for for the books, and it was the, it was a Hobbit. No way! Oh, little Matilda reading the Hobbit. Oh, she's going to struggle with that. Well, when she gets Lord of the Rings, isn't she? I, I can't get through those now. I struggle. <laughs> I have to say, I definitely found reading the books, the um, Lord of the Rings books, easier than reading the Hobbit. I didn't enjoy the Hobbit. I'm sorry. Oh. This has just turned into a Lord of the Rings podcast. <laughs> So how many of the books of Roald Dahl's have you guys read? Like, did you read, obviously, more after the films? Well, we would have been, like, five or six when these came out, actually, wouldn't we? Matilda and stuff. So I don't know. If you, I don't think I read any before Matilda came out. Yeah, yeah I think possibly, yeah, mine would have been um, all after the films came out. And then, like, I think, actually, yeah, I probably did watch the films maybe before reading yeah. most of the books. So, like, I definitely saw like charlie and the chocolate factory before reading the book but i remember i like remember reading the book of that and matilda and the twits um and the witches there's um just just listing all all of his books now oh yeah james of course james that was another big film of the 90s that came out the same year which I had oh, to, really? yeah, not to uh, steal your crown there, Steph, but uh, I read that it came out the same year, and I don't know if it was because that two Roald Dahl films came out at the same time, but both films, even though they're considered, like you know, they're rated quite, especially Matilda, is considered almost like a classic now. Um, they really underperformed at the box office. Yeah, yeah, this film lost money. That's crazy. Um, I yeah, never would have thought that, that Matilda would have lost money watching it now. But I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it had some stiff competition. I, yeah, I, I was shocked when I read that um, because it just seems like such a no-brainer that this film yeah. would be successful. Uh, when you look at the, the cast, even for the time, like especially like with Mara Wilson, she'd already been in quite a lot of films by that point, um, yeah. really successful movies. And yeah, Danny DeVito, and I just feel like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the reason is that it just didn't, didn't seem to do that well. But obviously, mm. it's gone on to be a, a real beloved family classic now. Mm. Yeah, there's, there's, there's def- definitely <clears throat> a long, uh, quite a big actually catalogue of films that didn't do too well in the cinema, but did do well in like DVD and v- VHS sales. Right. 
Um, I think this has to be one of them because I'm not, you know, it, yeah. it may be that it just didn't get a lot of marketing support in terms of like promotional material for the film or that in 1996, maybe there were some other massive films that came out around the same time. There's so many things involved potentially in that, um, in that, in that, uh, you know, poor performance at, at the cinema because it doesn't, it doesn't relate to the fact that it's an amazing film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's like a really good family film. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it, it like maybe VHS and DVD sales maybe pick that back up again. But um, yeah, I, I know that critics really uh, said that it was really really well produced actually, um, especially from the fact that it, like it was Danny DeVito directing it. So yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised. Um, but at the same time, I think it probably did okay after it, it came came out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's got a 90% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Um, wow. But then on IMDb, do you, wanna, do you guys want to have a guess what score this has got on IMDb? So is, is the difference, is Rotten Tomatoes like actual critics and IMDb is kind of like just users like everyone? Yeah, I think that's how they work it out. Um, there's definitely, there's the critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. That's 90%. Um, Wow. So yeah, what do you reckon that people have um, given it for IMDb? I, I would have thought it'd be, I, well, I know it's very high, but I, I would have thought it matched that really. I wouldn't think it'd be lower than that. But what you, you what you think it's got a nine point oh on IMDb? Well, it's yeah, out of ten well, on IMDb. Um. Sorry, I thought. Sorry, I thought you were joking. Only because I know that the highest the highest film I think on IMDb is Shawshank, which is eight point nine. Oh right. Oh, my really? frame of reference yeah. is off. <laughs> 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 That's why I thought you were joking. Um, I didn't know that. Oh, so IMDb is actually. Oh, okay. I get what you mean. Oh, I'd say like. Oh wow, eight point nine. I'd still say like a solid six or a seven, though. Mm. I think yeah. I'm going to go with Joe. Like seven. So, yeah, 6.9 for Matilda on IMDb, oh. um, yeah. which now that you've said the thing about Shawshank Redemption makes more sense because I think I mentioned it last week. Most of the films that we have reviewed, they all seem to be a, around a six out of 10 or like six point something oh, out of 10. Go. So I was like, are we just choosing films that aren't that great? <laughs> yeah, yeah, But they clearly, they clearly are. Um, and yeah, if you're only going to give Shawshank Redemption, what do you say, 8.9? Um, yeah. then you, you have know. to give Dragonheart a nine, I know. Well, clearly, <laughs> <laughs> well, we blame that. Yeah, so. I, I think, um, yeah, one of the things that I picked up on, uh, re watching it this time as well is the, the, the book, the actual like story of Moby Dick. Well, the book itself, um, makes a few re is made like re is referenced a few times in this film. Um, one of the things that I liked. Um, is that the end of the film ends with them opening it up with yeah, the opening yeah. line, you know, call me Ishmael. But I thought it was a really nice reference at the beginning as well. So there's a line that I took uh, from the script as well that, uh, and it's when she's carting back the books, I thought it was really nice. It said, so, Matil so Matilda's strong young mind continued to grow, nurtured by the voices of all those authors who had sent their books out into the world like ships onto the sea. Mm. And I thought yeah. that was like a really nice reference. And I thought, wow, yeah, Into the Sea, that's quite an intentional reference because they mentioned Moby Dick so many times and the yeah. film ends with Moby Dick. I think, yeah, I thought that was a really nice touch by 
by the writers and yeah. um, and the producers of the film, definitely. It really is. Yeah, and I feel like that's a, a nice homage to um, Roald Dahl as well. Yeah. Like how his books have, you know, so have touched the lives of so many children, um, you know, and, and people kind of have really dear childhood memories of, of reading Roald Dahl's books or watching the adaptations. So, yeah, I thought mm-hmm. that was a nice fitting little... Um, tribute to him as well yeah um and okay i'm really desperate to tell you this one piece of trivia <laughs> about roll roll doll cue the so, uh <laughs> step soundtrack please make that i would love it <laughs> next week mate it's um <laughs> but um yeah so there's one of my favourite scenes in this film is where Matilda goes into Miss Trunchbull's house to try and um, recover, uh, what do they call it, Lissy doll, um, which oh, yeah. is Miss Honey's doll, um, because we find out, obviously, that Miss Honey is the Trunchbull's niece and Miss Trunchbull kicked her out of the house or she left and she left all her possessions there. So they go in and there's that picture of um, Miss Honey's father... Magnus. Magnus, yes. And I read that that painting is based on a picture of Roald Dahl, which I didn't know that that's what Roald Dahl looked like. Yeah. That is not not what I pictured Roald Dahl to look like. No, not at all. It's quite dashing. No, so, yeah, I was like, oh, cool. Right, Roald Mm. Dahl. Yeah, I'd like to (laughs) Roald Dahl. So yeah, oh. I just that, I had to share that piece of trivia because I thought that was pretty cool when yeah. I read that this time. Yeah, that's good to know. Um, the final bit of twi- uh, trivia um, fired back at you two is uh, what is thirteen times three hundred seventy nine then? Oh, oh, you dick! <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly we are not as clever as Matilda. <laughs> I don't think you 4, can count. Four thousand nine hundred twenty seven, obviously. Yeah, is obviously. that trivia or is just that like? You know, mathematics. Uh, yeah, I suppose. So it is a line in. He's the just got story. that written down, Joe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, <laughs> I think I've said this, uh, told you this, this story before, but um, so my dad is is such a geek. He he doesn't read uh, fiction. He reads nonfiction, right. and he always has done. He's very good with numbers, like to the point where there was a time when we were in Waterstones, me, my brother, my sister, and my dad, in Waterstones, and uh, we all picked up a book. He came out with a book on calculus. And he read it like a novel. No way. On, on, literally all the way home. And he finished it in one night. And then I remember, the reason why I remember it is because he was like, Max, give me some numbers uh, to, you, to, to multiply and I'll tell you them like that. And I gave him two sets of like three digit numbers and he told them to me within a second. Really? Because he basically read this book on calculus about how to make those calculations really quickly. There's tricks that you can do. Um, that people that understand maths and understand numbers, it's not about multiplying, it's about understanding the relationships between numbers. But oh. I thought my dad was like a bloody superhero, yeah. but in reality, he's a massive geek. <laughs> wow, no, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> no, but it is no, it, it, it is quite cool. But like people can do that. Like people can quite easily do that. Like maths um, graduates, I'm guessing, you know, um, at certain, certain universities, they, they do it as almost like a party trick. But um, obviously Matilda doing it at that age is... Still impressive. I'm not saying my dad's more <laughs> smarter than Matilda. <laughs> yeah, what, what are you trying to prove with this story, Max? <laughs> no, I promise I'm not. I think 
It's just, it's just it's just something that I remember because I remember Lauren, my sister, mentioning the fact that like dad was like Matilda. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he didn't realize it, but like, yeah, he thought he just wanted to be able to do that, so he just taught himself in like a day. It was funny. That's cool. Wow. And now he's not allowed in any wow. casinos. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, this brings us uh, in in not not any uh, neat way onto. Uh, the next film for the podcast and i think if i'm right it's well i, I pray that it's steph and we don't have another bloody joe like <laughs> action movie it. or something like skip podcast episode <laughs> <laughs> hey you know what i have been enjoying mm, yeah i've been enjoying your recommendations joe i think Thanks. Thanks. yes i have yeah you did stay awake <laughs> I'd stayed awake. So there you go. But yeah, I'd be very interested next week what you choose. Oh, so, I've, got, I've got a massively long list, but I, I'm more excited to hear, because I, I can't predict this now. We're into the realm yeah, of... no idea. There's a lot of films that I thought at the start of this podcast we'd do, and like Matilda was one, Hook was one. Uh, I, I, I don't know how this is going to go, and I can't wait. So this is one that I had on my list for a while and I've decided I'm just going to bite the bullet and go for this one because we have mentioned it quite a few times in previous episodes. So my pick for us to watch for the next episode is the 1997 movie Men in Black. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, you've nailed this. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what, though? After all of us... Ha- hyping it up for so long i hope this film holds up oh it me will. too it will i'll <laughs> bet my left arm it will oh imagine because... if we rewatch it and it's just a bloody horrible sexist <laughs> semi-racist <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah i mean i've not seen this in a while steph but my expectations are quite high because i remember loving this film oh, so man. yeah really good choice yeah Thank you. I well, I yeah, like I say, let's let's hope that it is as good today as it was back in 1997. Yeah. Because yeah, I have got some good memories of watching this movie. Um so yeah, looking forward to talking about it. Great choice. This but, is a f- some some films I'm like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll see what that's like." I'm so <laughs> excited to watch this. <laughs> I, I feel like I want to ask you which films you weren't so pumped to watch, but I don't want to ruin our friendship, so maybe uh, we'll just let you not, uh, <laughs> let you get away with that, Joe. Well, <laughs> you know, there's a few that I that I hadn't heard of, so I wasn't immediately excited. I was curious. I hadn't, you know, I I had not seen Fly Away Home before. I had not seen My Big Fat Greek Wedding before, but they are some of my favourite films now. So uh, take well, that, you, you spiteful bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Maybe it's time we finish the pop the, the episode. I think you're right, Steph. Let's put it to podcast there. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. Can't... Joe's had a long day. <laughs> yeah, no redeeming qualities in this one. Um yeah, well thank you for watching this, uh guys, and I'm glad uh it received kind of universal acclaim among us. We didn't really criticize it or poke holes in any any plot lines, which you can yeah. easily do, but um, I think it's... Yeah, telekinetic powers. <laughs> <laughs> we 
haven't got into that conversation. I feel like we've missed a whole what? section of this podcast. I'm just going to leave her. The FBI is going to want to know. They were monitoring a house for how long and they don't didn't pick up on the fact that she can just flick things. She needs to be put <laughs> With <her> down. <laughs> the FBI were there for her. They weren't yeah. there to spy on her She's dad. too dangerous to be kept alive. <laughs> you'll see. You'll all see. <laughs> Uh, right. Yeah, uh, Black, I'll see you yeah. guys next week. I'll see you guys next week. See you next week. week. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the 90s Kids Movie Pod. If you like what you heard, then don't forget to subscribe. And if you really like what you heard, then why not leave us a review? You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 90s Kids Movie Pod. And let us know which movies you grew up watching.